Hey guys, it's Ellie and Bianca here. Hello, hello. Um, we're excited about today's episode. We have been sitting on this gold mine for months now. We did this interview that we're sharing today um, with actress Claire Coffey from Grimm. We did it in November. And we have just been waiting excitedly um, until the news was released that she's having a baby. Yay! Congratulations. Um, so exciting. Of course, we were so excited to have her um, on our podcast and to be able to be a part of Breaking the News is such an awesome thing. So awesome. Um, and so you'll be hearing that her perspective from her first trimester. Um, and so that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember your first trimester? Yes, I was so tired. It was like having mono. It was so gross. And then I threw up outside the car on the way to the airport for my grandmother's funeral. That sentence had so, so many sad things. Oh. <laughs> um yeah, I had a I had a really I had a really gross first trimester as well. I did I did not realize. I don't know everybody talks about like how amazing the pregnancy glow and all that stuff and uh, morning sickness is awful. It's all day and it, for me it felt like being hungover 24/7. Yes, and it was in the afternoons that it really hit me and my face got really puffy. Like instantly puffy. Really? It could have just been all the boxes of cereal I started eating. Yes. But possibly. <laughs> But yeah, my first trimester was by far the worst. And then it got better. Um, well, I can't wait to hear about her news. And she's like, what, your, is this your bestie? We had my it bestie is. On. It is my bestie. So um, So I, I'm so excited. She finally has this bump. You guys can check her out on Instagram at Claire Coffee. You can, um, I'm sure she'll start posting bumps, hopefully. I mean, she's been under wraps this whole time. And yeah. I have a really big mouth. So this has been a, a, a challenge. Testament. For me, oh, yeah. she was actually the girlfriend who was sending me the Montessori books. Oh, so anyway, I it even kept it quiet, pieced together. It all gets pieced together. Um, and she is an actress on Grim. Grimm. Yes. So check that out on I Fridays. I haven't watched that show, but it gets a lot of really good buzz. Yeah, people are obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, people are totally obsessed with it. I had an audition on Friday. Yeah. And tell me about it. Ugh. What happened? It was so horrible. What was it for? I was really well. I'm not allowed to say what it okay. was for. Um, it was really horrible. They were auditioning young moms, and I was lucky because my part time sitter happened to be there that day anyway. Yeah. For commercial auditions, they don't ever give you any notice. Okay, you find out like at six o'clock the night before, and then all these young moms have to scramble to find help. So I was lucky. Sabrina wasn't there. I show up and there's an adorable 18 month old. By the way, I just would like to say, um, yes, we are still uh, whether or not we're, we're doing two podcasts today on the one moment that either of us have extra to spare to do this podcast. So Magnolia Moon is is in the building. She's our DJ, and she, uh, so those noises you hear in the back are not my stomach. Um, <laughs> they are my my daughter, um, who's being lovingly carried around by my husband, who's being so awesome and helping so us to do awesome. this. So anyway, sorry He's to doing interrupt. Everything. But I, no, no. Are all. you kidding me? <laughs> Mike just farted. That was Magnolia. Yeah, exactly. You blame the baby. That's what I told the sitter. That <laughs> I'm just getting done saying all the crazy noises with Magnolia. It's true. 
I'm going to kill exactly. you. This is- <laughs> well, I had peanut M&M's, so I might get back at you. Okay. Okay. So back to the audition. Little Graham. A mother brought, as happens occasionally, a mother brought her child to the audition. Because what are you going to yeah, do? What are you you have an 18 do? month old. What are you going to do? Perfect example is my daughter cries in the background. Exactly. Yes. So this is an audition for young moms. So the casting directors need to just get the F over it. Okay. Right. Like they're not doing brain surgery. They're casting a commercial. They were upset. For young moms. So, well, it was partly my fault, of course. So Graham, little Graham is 18 months old. And when the mother's going in. First of all, she tells me, I asked her how it was going, and she said that she also has a three-year-old and that a casting director told her that her headshot doesn't look like her anymore, which just really pisses me off. I just hate – I mean, I like, love hello, this, she I has love two business, children. But I hate this business. Under three. Like, is she supposed to go get crazy expensive yeah. headshots right now when she's in transition? So that it bummed me out. So because she said that – I said, well, when you go in, I'm happy to watch him. Okay. Here's the thing. I said that because they were taking actors in two at a time. So there's the stress of if you take your baby in there and then the baby starts crying, you're also ruining someone someone else's else's audition. Of course. So I said, I'll watch him. And he just seemed so calm and so unlike my little Sabrina. It seemed like it would be a breeze. Okay. (laughs) The mother goes in. Foreshadowing. Little Graham gets very upset and he's strapped in his stroller and he gets really, really upset and he goes, ma, 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 ma. and everyone's looking at me like they think I'm the mother. They think I'm just a jerk who's like not picking her child right. up out of the seat. Oh. But I, I'm want to be careful with boundaries. This kid's already upset. I don't like some stranger right. picking him up. So he's like, let's look at Sesame street. Let's look at this and that. And I tried to make funny faces. And then he starts wailing and he just looks like he's in so much pain. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, we're traumatizing this. You're child. traumatized right now. Telling the story. I'm traumatized. Tell. It was so awful. And I felt so bad for Graham. I felt so bad for his mom. And I was so mad about how everybody else was like, let me ask you this. Would you, my question really is, would you have taken Sabrina? Well, I'm so glad. Finish your question. Would you have, (laughs) would you have taken Sabrina on an audition with that, like that with you? If, if she wasn't auditioning and you didn't have help, you would probably just say, I can't do the audition. Here's the prop. I might have. If this hadn't, now that this experience has happened, you wouldn't now. I wouldn't do yeah. it because at this age, you can't do it. You see a lot of younger babies doing it. Yeah. But the problem is, it's very difficult to tell your representation that you're not available because then they don't send you out on other stuff. Yeah. So this yeah, is it's a, tough. And it's crazy because they're auditioning for young moms. Like, what do you expect? You're auditioning moms. Hello. We have children. And if you give us less than 24 hours notice, we don't have To be a devil's advocate, you're auditioning young moms, but that doesn't mean they're actually needs. I'm sure there's people there who aren't moms. Right. Like a young mom could be any person. So I'm just saying like you should be, if that's what you're wanting, it's just too bad because I get it. Because listen, you guys are listening to Magnolia cry right now. It's and good. It's like it, unsettling it's, for it, everyone. It's really putting the <laughs> punctuation mark on this story. Let's take a little break so we can hug on her. Yeah, sounds good. We'll be right back. 
Okay, we're back. We got Maggie Moon settled down, our happy little baby in studio. So I think we're ready to play our interview with my bestie, Claire Coffey, who just announced that she's pregnant. We did this interview when she was in her first trimester, and we've been sitting on it. So enjoy. Congratulations. I have my best friend at work today, uh, Miss Claire Coffey. You know her as the bad girl on Grimm, Adeline, and um, she has some news for everybody. That's true. <laughs> everybody who's not my immediate family and friends, uh, that I, I have a child in my stomach. <laughs> and we're so excited. <laughs> Me too. And it's not a little Hexen baby. We didn't, uh, I guess that hasn't been confirmed yet, but hopefully not. <laughs> but they didn't do that in the genetic testing. They didn't, they didn't test for hexen hexen blood. All right, so we have to know how you found out, of course, because that's always the best. Well, I found out because I was so psychotic about the conception. Like every bit of it, I had timed out. Um, you know, I'd been timing my cycles for a, almost a year, and then my husband is a musician, so he's on the road most of the time. So. Once I figured out when I ovulated, then I had to figure out when would be most convenient for work because I work on a television show most of the year. So we have this three-month hiatus. And then that had to work in with his touring schedule. So we had like a couple months that would be really great if it happened then. Um, so he was playing a couple of shows in Dallas. And that lined up with the timing. So I flew to Dallas for... On a mission. <laughs> on a mission. I know. I'm telling you, this <laughs> is so Claire Coffee, by the way. I mean, she's got it together. This is amazing. I think then- <laughs> Yanka and Claire would be... I mean, you guys are, would be best friends, but also just like... But, well, it was just very... You know, at Dallas, <laughs> but if Dallas didn't work, I had... Uh, Port- he was going to be in Portland the next round. So it was like, great, I'll have like the test run in Dallas. And then, you know, we'll really get it... We'll get it dialed in in Portland. Um, so after Dallas, I started testing like when on the EPT, you know, like the really early. What is EPT? The, oh, the that's air, type of pregnancy test? I was about to say the error-proof test, <laughs> um, right. the early pregnancy yeah. test. Yeah, uh, and so I started testing. There was like no line, no line. Um, and then I did one where it was pregnant or not pregnant and it said pregnant. And I was like, well – Maybe I am then. And I was all of a sudden like looking in the trash and I realized like the little strips, the line takes like five to ten minutes to show up. Only I'd been like, you know, peeing on it and be like, oh, great. No, you know, throwing in the trash. Oh, yeah. So I had like ten of these lying in the trash. That, the point is go to Texas, is. get her done. <laughs> Wait, I love how she Ellie like, was very Ellie was very proud. I feel like I was there. I'm a Texas girl. My best friend went to Texas. And she it, it happened. Um, it, it happened, but she needed a trial run. Like the sperm didn't know what they were doing. Like, yeah, but then she didn't need but the then trial I did, run. Yeah, I know. But, but, like, but yes, you were thinking that, that was yes. yeah. Oh God, yeah. That's so and funny. of course, like, you know, normally you would keep these things to yourself just for just I don't know, um, I just, uh, yeah, privacy purposes. But Ellie was like, okay, we're trying it today. This is when, you know, so Ellie was has been on board like from day one. Of, and did you say that you, uh, uh, your husband Chris's best friend also texted? Yeah, yeah like, like right out. Within a couple hours. We were of, part of like the post-coital experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
We're very close. Claire was the friend that came that's to the hospital the... and held my baby. Oh, and now you have a little nugget of your own. It's true. Yeah. So right now, as we do this podcast, you are 12, 12 and a half weeks about. And we're going to save the podcast for a little bit. So she will be uh, yeah, have so a bigger be... baby on her belly by then. That's right. Just started showing up outside <laughs> recently. Really? Yeah. It's Just... weird when that happens, isn't it? Because I remember for me, I was like, I was standing in my kitchen and I turned to the side and Mike was like, oh my God, you're really pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, because the child in the ultrasound photos didn't prove it to you, apparently. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, you know, you get those little on the apps, like today it's the size of a pea and, you know, today it's the size of like a chestnut or something. Um, but when it gets to be like fruit territory, like a plum <laughs> or a lot, that's when you're like, whoa, oh, wow, yeah, like, it's really, really, yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank and by you. the way, can we say also thank you for flying down here oh, to come do pleasure. our podcast? I feel, <laughs> feel so special, even though I know Claire, I'm Claire, even though I know Ellie is your best friend and you did it for her. I'm going to pretend that it's really just for the podcast. No, it's, our is, podcast is a BFD. It is. No, it's the beest BFD. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. I want to mention though, also like Claire's been on the fast track, you know, she's someone when she decides she wants something, she like gets it the first try. Yeah. Well, Chris, Chris is taking response. He, he was very proud of himself. He thinks that it's his, right. Of course. That he's the one who, um, I think they all do. got engaged, uh, three months later. Yeah. Had our wedding. Uh, well, it's all, you know, these schedules, schedules dictate, uh, we have sort of a strange, Work life situation. It's been a whirlwind because when my the day my daughter was born was also the day that Chris proposed to Claire, and so my daughter's a year now, and Claire has gotten engaged, gotten married, and is now having a baby. But that was just busy. That was the best. The best stories. I was supposed to be going. I was going to be staying at Ellie and Adam's house that weekend. Chris was in town in, in Portland visiting, and. And this was, by the way, two, like what, two weeks after we had done reshoots on our web series. We did a web series when I was very pregnant. She was, she was, she was, yeah, about two weeks before labor, but looked like she was, you know, six months pregnant. It's called Chelsea and Kelsey. (laughs) Gotta look it up. Go on Huffington Post, uh, Google Chelsea and Kelsey on Huffington Post. You'll see one of our, the one that we shot two weeks before I had my baby. But my baby came two weeks early. Claire was supposed to be I was supposed to, yeah, to to stay with them. And I get this text from Adam that just goes, uh, hey, we're having a baby. Make, you know, make other plans for basically, you know, don't say anything, but we're having, so, you know, they were in the hospital and then don't come get a hotel. And then meanwhile, that night, my now husband proposes and I had told him, you know, Oh my God, Ellie's having the baby. And he said, he'd been trying to figure out like when to propose. And this seemed to be the day, but it was September 11th. So it's like, okay, but if Ellie can have a baby on September 11th, oh, so I can propose on September for 11th. Him. That's so, amazing. So yeah, but I'm like trying to text Ellie, of course, like I'm engaged. You're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I get like Adam trying to, you know, oh, it was, and I like, found crazy. out it was yeah, yeah later, late that night checked my day. phone. Then, <laughs> oh, that was great. Tip. That's so, I mean, that's you so said, great. I, I wish I could call you. You'd be the first person I'd call. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a baby. I always,
always have to show her up. Like I gotta do it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said your husband is a musician. So yes. is he in a band? Is he he has um yeah, he has a couple of bands and then he does a lot of uh solo and duo he, duo projects. He's in Europe actually right now doing a duo show with this uh, pianist named Brad Meldow. Okay, um, he works with Yo-Yo Ma. But his, his wow. band is called Punch Brothers and Nickel Creek is the other one. Oh, and awesome. he won the MacArthur Genius Grant two years ago. So He's her, kind her of baby, a big deal, yeah. yes. The baby's definitely going to be a dud. And he's, he's the father of my child. <laughs> yeah. The She's biggest deal the biggest of all. Yeah. Has it been, has it been hard to, sperm in her. Uh, to be pregnant while he's out of town? A little. Luckily, when the week when we were finding out uh, he was there, he'll be – like the first visits, doctor visits, he wasn't. Um, but he'll be back in town for – one next week. Um, so it, it is and it isn't. It's so it's the norm. So, right. you know, for me it's it's totally um totally normal, but I think there is some worry on both of our ends, like once the baby's born, because he'll he'll basically be going to three weeks on the road, two weeks at home. So it'll be a little tricky. I'm trying to kind of just take it day by day. And that's the best way to do it. <laughs> but the lullabies will be beautiful. The lullabies yes. will be beautiful. Oh, it's true. Yeah. What, um, how did you break the news to work? Uh, to work. So, so I called them before I even called my mother, actually, (laughs) because I felt very, like, I'm a very bad liar and I feel very guilty all the time and I just feel like I should be responsible. Um, so I wanted them to know that. That this was this thing was happening that was potentially going to uh, affect affect work, and the terrible thing is that last year on the show my character was pregnant, so timing wise I didn't really knock it out of the park. But um, and they still haven't told me if they're going to write it in or not. But whether what a yeah. second baby, yeah, for the character because you'll shoot until right in. I'll when? shoot. Uh, we'll shoot until almost like mid to late April, and then the due date is May fifteenth. So, so right, yeah, right, right, right after yeah. it. Other that or lots of it's period, right, Grim? No, it's not period, but it is fantasy, so they can do pretty much whatever. Like so I was going to say probably not Vienna. shopping bags. No, it's yeah, they'll do they'll do whatever. You know, it's like oh, there's a demon taking up <laughs> space, and you're you know, you're possessed, and it's just creating bumps everywhere. I mean, I, I don't it. know. I love you gave birth, and it was it was. It was intense. Yeah, I did. I gave birth to sort of a demon, a magic demon baby last year. And where is that magic demon baby? Now? It's lost. It was stolen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my god. By the way, if you watch was the, the season finale stolen. last year, where yeah. you run out in the street, oh, it was close it was second to, to the last. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was devastating. It was devastating to watch. Anyway, how long have you two been friends? Oh my god. It was several boyfriends ago. For her. Um yes. Um, you you would you had already married Adam. Yeah. So So um, two thousand eight. Yeah. It's two thousand eight. And then um she and two of my other girlfriends threw my baby shower. And last year Which I was not at. You weren't at. You but I was per, I was just pregnant and I was in a, a girls' weekend yeah. in Malibu, yes. This baby shower it was like bigger than my wedding. I saw pictures. It was pretty, it was pretty dang special. Yes. And now I, I, the second thought I had after, oh, I'm so excited for Claire was, holy crap. Now you have what a baby am I shower. Gonna, how am yeah. I going to do a baby shower? I, there's no way I can, like, how can I make it even like one one millionth as um, beautiful and thoughtful as what 
Claire and Whitney and Amanda did for me. We just go to In and Out. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I did that for my bachelorette. That's for my bachelorette party. We went to In and Out, and then we went line dancing, and that was before I met Claire. But um, or I all I want is fried chicken yeah, right now. So. I could do that. We'll go no to Roscoe's. Uh, Roscoe's Roscoe's we'll down the street. We'll figure yeah. it out. Or what's the one in Culver City that? Uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Honey Kettle. Oh, that place is great. That place is really good too. Yeah. Don't um, even joke. Like it will that's, be no, at a, a, a fried chicken place. Well, listen, if there's fried chicken, I hope I'm in <laughs> Did you have any strange I'm like the pregnancy cravings haven't really I, you know what? kicked in. But- I didn't have cravings. I I was really nauseous the first 12, 13 weeks. I, I had horrible nausea. Um, I did never th- actually throw up, but but I didn't know. And re- oddly enough, like I still ate pretty much the same as I'd always eaten, which I think is why I didn't gain a ton mm-hmm. of weight. Uh, Ellie got pregnant in reverse because she was skinnier by the time she was about to I pop. Know. I know. Um, it's really frustrating. And so beautiful was, and was, calm. And like, I, you guys, I got the it. The glow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the end was really good. And yeah. I... Uh, at the commercial agents, oh my God, my commercial agent, I didn't get like a single audition while I was pregnant. I was really excited about like it being a smaller market and I might have a shot of actually booking one. And I get an, I get an email, I get an email saying, you know, Hertz really wants a super pregnant woman, but it's like someone who's going to have their baby tomorrow. Ha ha. So if you can send us a selfie. So I send the selfie and she goes, they think you're too small, you know, in general. And then I had the baby the next day. So I was, I didn't even get the audition because they wanted someone to have the baby next day. I had the baby the next day and I didn't get the, I mean, this is Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, but I, I took, you know, I took care of myself for the baby. You know, it was such a good excuse to like, I need to be calm for the baby. I need to eat well for the baby. I was so much better to myself when I was pregnant because it wasn't for me. I was, but here's the problem you're going to run into, Claire, because you're going to be on set and you're going to be next to craft services. Oh, yeah. And that was my downfall at work because you're tired and then you're like, oh, yeah, sure. A whole bowl of berries and whipped cream <laughs> is just sitting there because who, who would ever have that at their home, right? Right. It's yes. on set. Yeah, that is the thing because it's it's the making of things that always stops you yeah. from you know actually eating, going through with it, yeah. I guess. It's just and I, I got my involved. kitchen kind of fixed during that period, which was, so I couldn't just like snack all day. No, yeah. I, and when you're home, it's no, it's no problem. Yeah. That's not, it's, but that craft services for people who don't know, it's a thing yeah, on set. Yeah. It's a room dedicated to feeding the cast and the crew. And let's, let's really bold out the crew because the crew are the ones <laughs> who working. want the food and who are working and they get fed and they want as, as bad of food as you can possibly have shoved in there. Yeah, so because like, you're, you're working like, um, I don't know, finals hours, you know, you're yes, working yeah. around the clock basically and way and, you know, into the wee hours when all you want are simple carbs and, and sugar. So. I hadn't seen pop tarts since the early nineties <laughs> and they're suddenly in craft services. We, a new <laughs> thing we have now are sriracha, potato chips and sriracha oh. popcorn and then but they will they they call them actor boxes so they have they make where it's just like greens and a piece of chicken you know you're just like oh you're just like sad actor boxes <laughs> well everybody else is eating mac and cheese and sriracha potato chips and they're actually called actor boxes like nobody on the crew would touch that it's like shameable yeah it's, it's true. shameable it's so pathetic 
<laughs> but you know, that uh, makes everyone else feel better. We want to know that you actors true. are like kind of suffering a little bit. No, we don't. We totally camera. suffer. Are you yeah. kidding? We have it worse than anybody. No, I mean, in terms of like, yeah, I'm, I'm that joking, we want to hear that you, uh, <laughs> That you don't get to eat everything you want to eat. There's actually the guys on my show are more um, aggressively dieting always than the girls. And because they have to have their shirts off way more than we do. So uh, it's a network show. But they're like, uh, it's vodka. What do they drink? Vodka with black pepper, like ground black pepper. That That's their... And it's like, that's like the that's quintessential great. actor drink. I oh, mean, really? Like, I've never yes. even heard of vodka that. Vodka and black pepper is what they all kind of drink. Is it a and Portland then, thing? I don't – I think one like, of the bartenders – This sounds very hipster. Yes, because in Portland, their craft cocktails are very serious. I think someone introduced it to David and then David kind of, you know okay, – I'm imagining you just shake pepper in a drink. Well, it's like cracked pepper though. Okay, so, so if I just like, crack yeah, it, but that's it's right. not – In vodka. But it's like why – just drink water. It's probably the same, you know, unless you really want to get loaded. But yeah, that's their – and then they're the ones who are, you know – the greens, the protein, yeah, the pro, you know, Atkins sort of thing, yeah. Were they um, were they all excited? Everyone, yeah, everyone's yeah. very excited. Are there other parents on set with you? Bree actually, who's been a great resource because she she has a four year old and a two year old, and she had the two year old mid season actually. So um, yeah, so she's great, but but. Just the yeah, just the two of us. Don't you feel like it's gotten a lot more lenient and acceptable as an actress to have? I mean, I remember when I started, like in ninety nine or two thousand, that I, it was like unheard of to have a baby while you were working on a TV show. Oh and- yeah, or it was just like okay, well then your career is over. Yeah, so you have to choose. Um, I think. Well, legally, they have to be cool with <laughs> yes. it, which helps. It's true. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, so so that's certainly helpful. But I do think that nowadays it it is, I, yeah, it's, it's more acceptable or more well-supported, I would say. Yeah. I have a, a funny story about when I um, – because I was on set for – we just started on Dateable. Um in August and I waited until I was, I think after the 12, 13 week ultrasound is when I told everyone at work. So I was working with it under wraps for, for that amount of time. And I was horrifically ill and just like feeling like I was going to puke or pass out and nobody knew. And so it was kind of like my own silent suffering nightmare. And, um, so Briga Helan, who plays the love interest to um, this to Brent Morin's character on Undateable, um, she was a recurring character, and I loved her. And I was like, I have to tell someone at work, or I'm yeah. going to die. I mean, I I just need someone that I can confide in. And uh, we shoot on Warner Brothers, and there's a gym there that everyone that shoots at Warner Brothers can use. So I was on the treadmill one morning. And it's like on this, the treadmills are on like a mezzanine that looks over the rest of the gym. And Briga comes up there. I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell you something. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you cannot tell anyone. She's like, what? And I'm like, I'm pregnant. And she screamed, like blood curdling <laughs> scream. And then puts her hands, goes, <gasps> puts her hands over her face and backs up like five feet from me <laughs> and stares at me and then runs towards oh me and God. hugs me and kisses me. So we're like laughing, laughing, laughing. We realize it is like record screech, like silent in the gym. Oh my God. And we look down and the whole gym area is like seven or eight guys is just staring up at us. <laughs> and the one guy goes, don't do that. Yes. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just <laughs> told her something. Probably whatever. dropped a 50 pound weight. And, <laughs> and I look and it's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and he goes, well, it was kind of disturbing and then erotic all at once. <laughs> 
and I, then I was like mortified. I was so scared. I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to find oh, out. But God. that was my, that was my fun little, um, Brie That's and I were like, best. oh, I'm never going to forget. You know, yeah, Conan, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Don't he's, by the way, he's like so sexy in person. And I, like, I would never think that watching the, the show, um, but he's so tall and he has such a great body. And I was like, very, mm-hmm. especially because I was pregnant and all like hormonal and crazy. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, the Conan. <laughs> He'd be such a good protector with those tall shoulders. <laughs> those broad, He'd be able to get yeah. such a good antelope to bring it home for dinner. That goes back to like the basics of like hunter gatherer. Yeah. No, you do. I've I've just like I've mostly felt really antisocial. Like I just don't want to yeah. see. Well, but that's the part of it. Like while you're trying to conceal it, you can't go out because the minute someone sees you not drinking, drinking. anything, yeah. And you know, I really love wine and. uh and and it would just, it's so obvious. So yeah. I sequestered myself for a while. But yeah, on set I was having to like you know drown and be around rats and pigs and just this like the craziest stuff. And when that happens, I think in your mind it's like okay, well this is good. This is conditioning me to just just chill out yeah. and just not mm-hmm. you know stress about everything that's about to come your way. It's also nice to be distracted, like to have something to do. I mean, right. I especially when I was having my morning sickness, like it was so nice to be somewhere and have like stuff to focus on because I felt like if I just sit at home, I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah. I did, um, an episode of happy endings when I was eight weeks pregnant <clears throat> and I didn't tell anyone cause I was like, well, I'm eight weeks and you don't tell anyone until you're three months. Anyway, the part ended up being, I had to get the Heimlich by Adam Pally when I was eight weeks pregnant and I was supposed to be eating tur- deli meat. So like two things yeah. that you should not do when you're pregnant is eat deli meat and get, and get the, the Heimlich. Heimlich. <laughs> Cause I was supposed to be choking on the deli meat at a grocery oh store. And I thought we would do a rehearsal of it. And I asked the director, like, are we going to, you know, work it out? And um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start the rehearsal and Adam Pally, who's like a big, you know, he's like a Chicago improv guy. He comes running up to me and he throws his arms around me and he starts just giving me the Heimlich. Like I'm up <laughs> off the floor and there's like 50 extras that are pretending to be grocery shopping. And I swing around, I stop and I go, I'm so sorry. This is where I tell you I'm eight weeks pregnant. <laughs> and he had a child. So he looked at me like he just like killed Can my you- and, and I was so worried about getting fired and I never get work. So I was so excited about getting work. And it has to be the Heimlich and I look like such an idiot. It no, it's and the universe just being like, just, you know, always. chill. They just chill. Oh They're God. just being like, this is this will be funny. Can you just imagine Ellie too? Like she's so polite and everything. Just being like, I'm so sorry. She's like almost crying. Yeah, I was. Because I, I felt so bad that he felt bad about yeah, hurting yeah. me. And then, you know, but then I fell. And it, there was a couple times where I fell. We were doing it. But the baby was fine. Um, he must have felt awful. Yeah, I think so. But I really thought I, I thought I, you know, they had to talk to the doctor, director, had to talk to the medic to make sure like, oh, it would, yeah. and I was like, people, it's oh, acting yeah. like we fake it, you know, yeah. but it was, that was a moment. But I, I'm also convinced that the three month thing, you know, part of having to keep it secret is I think people don't want to listen to us bitch because it's really unfair that once you can finally <laughs> oh, acknowledge oh, yeah. it, yeah. that's when I felt better again. I couldn't say, you know, I threw up out the side of my car on the way to the airport for my grandmother's funeral. And like, I couldn't bitch about that. You're so right. I mean, honestly, like I, it's so crazy. It's like, and that, and also then you never really hear about the crazy stuff that happens in that time, because by the time you're done with it, you don't even want to go back there. No, like you don't even want to talk. You're so lucky. Claire, because it's you've been, been yeah, you've been, it's, it's been really relatively easy 
you know, oh. so far, which I, probably means I'm going to have a terror of a child. No, but, uh, we'll, we'll have. But I had a couple weeks and then every time I started a new week, I would feel weird, just feel not a little nauseous, yeah. a little weird. But, but um, yeah, so far I've been pretty lucky. No thoughts of like murdering your significant other? Oh, moodiness. Yes. Yes, yes actually. That, like just really irritated all the time. And it's, and he's only in town for like a day <laughs> at a time. So he's been really patient and he is, he, he is about as sweet as it gets. But I, yeah, actually that, that has been a thing. I'm glad to know that that's a pregnancy symptom. And oh, not just- and it gets so much worse even than that like I talked a whole three podcasts ago about how I wanted to murder my husband like I wanted I I wanted I imagined cutting his feet off I hated his feet so much (laughs) just so bizarre um so specific was that your first year of marriage also Oh yeah, our so, first year. So both right. of you Great. guys yeah. jumped right in. First yeah. year, you got pregnant. Yeah. I made Adam wait six years. Um, <laughs> he was so patient. He was so patient. Yeah. Did he? Did Adam? Was Adam ready to have kids right away? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, Isn't he that was funny? ready. Oh my god, he would have. I think he was disappointed that I would he thought he was going to steal, like, like steal your birth control, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I think he would have. I wasn't on it, but he would have. <laughs> Um, no, we, but he knew that I, you know, I had some maturing to do. I had to sell my wild, wild oats. oats, which meant getting married at 24 and then just making him wait around another <laughs> six years. And you guys like, you got engaged after how long? Uh, three months, three months. And then how a well, year you got married a year later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that's, that's ballsy in your early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, but you guys, though. you got, I, and you guys are perfect together, and there's no question yeah. to anybody who looks at you. Like, you know, it's really cool. Is we got our, we delivered our baby across the street from the bar where we met. Oh, that's oh, I love that. That's so awesome. I love stuff like that. Um, do either of you? Well, I know Ellie because you and I have talked about this, and we also have already ha- had our kids. But Claire, what? How do you feel about like? Are you nervous about work and? Um, the prospects for yourself as an actress having it? Um, no, you know, the interesting thing that I think just the transition over the last couple of years is I've been at it now for, well, in LA, I've been at it for 10, 12 years, something like that. So you see so much, if you don't pop right away and if you're just kind of like toiling away and waiting to get your show or waiting to get your job, um, you see how ridiculous it is like th- there's just it, it's so hard to um, I don't know, like it, it's 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 just really hard to put any stake in in the career as being meaningful for your life kind of thing. Like yeah. it's a job and that's great. And you're going to have successes and failures and, and everything like that. But what the most important thing is you have this home life, you have this other that is that, that, cause that's something that you can bank on and that's something you can put work into and see the, the rewards come back to you. So I think before getting pregnant, I had already kind of like gone into that headspace of, well, it's just, we'll what the career will be, what it will be. And I'll work as hard as I can, but it doesn't ultimately lead to life success. Um, and now being pregnant, I mean, that's obviously even more com- that's come into focus. Oh yeah. And anyway, like, well, this thing is so important now, and this is providing me with so much joy. My, my marriage provides me with so much joy. So anything after that is just, you know, icing on the cake as they say. And it's such a healthy attitude to have about it. And it's the, I mean, I believe the only attitude to have about it and 
there's so many people who don't feel that way. But I mean, I was just going to say, just wait, even when he or she gets here, it then it's like tenfold because you're just like, oh my, oh my God, now I get what it was all about. Yeah. I think that's, I really, I I hope that I'm sure that's going to be the case and I'm really looking forward to that. And I think it's just figuring out like, you know, just taking the jobs that, that are there organically instead of just driving yourself crazy and killing yourself over this industry that is, is like, you you know, the worst relationship you've ever been in in your life. It's like the most abusive relationship ever. So So my poor husband, we did not live together before we got married and he moved in with me during my first pilot season in seven years after rules of engagement had ended and the business has changed so much. And I came home bawling every day and he's like, is this what it's going to be like? I used to like every Friday, every Friday during pilot season would be like, that's, that's cry Friday. Like every, like I'll hold it together, keep it together. And then Fridays, it's just like, oh, the entire week just, you know, I would washes over you. I would love to have like, explain what pilot season is. Oh yeah. Pilot season is when all the networks make uh, pilots. They make a, 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 basically a presentation of a show, um, that the networks then decide whether or not they're going to pick up. And so like, it's a, from January to April, basically of every year, they make like a hundred pilots between what, four or five networks. And, um, of those hundred, I think there ends up being like six per network that are chosen. Yeah, it's, it's that it's, it's, it's insanity. Insane. I mean, as a business model, it's complete and utter failure. It's just because even of those shows that go on the air, so many of them don't even stay on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah, but it's, it's horrific because you go and you, <laughs> you'll have like three auditions in a day and you'll spend six hours, uh, preparing for those three auditions the next day. And then you go Go in. It's me. I'm ringing. I'm the, I'm the total unprofessional. Um, and then you walk in and these people don't even speak to you. They like look at you and you know the minute you walk in that they hate you. Yes. <laughs> and that they're like, she's not it. She's not even close to it. And we wish she didn't even walk in the room. But, or it's like you hear them. Uh, uh, what happened a lot was you'd hear them offering the part to someone while you're sitting, sitting in the there. audition room. Oh my like, God. It's it's insanity, and yet we go back for more. Yeah, that that's the worst part about it is it's like that's the only real way to get because it's the it's the lottery. It is the freaking lottery, and if you hit it, great. You know your life is financially made. But if you don't, you know. But it's so cheap to buy the ticket. It's It's like okay, fine, I'll just keep trying. (laughs) What you didn't know is the ticket is for a one way trip to Crazy Town. (laughs) Emotionally, (laughs) neurologically, it's a very expensive ticket. (laughs) Um, We so loved having you here with us. And will you come back um, on the the many stages and let us fill us in what's going on and. you know, then all of America and the world who listen to this podcast will be so invested in your child. It's true. That can only be a good thing. Yeah, right? be like, it's great. No, that's terrible. Wait, what? what? We don't want to have all yeah. eyes on your baby. Yeah. But we'll all celebrate with you. All ears. All ears. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And we're going to pleasure. Uh, we're going to take a break. Hey guys. Oh god. Ugh. <laughs>
<laughs> we're going to keep that, though. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, we're back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Claire Coffey. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. And I remember when we recorded that, it was just so fun to kind of see you with your best friend. You got really giddy and silly and fun. I felt like I was just Ron Funches saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like having an es- a shot of espresso when you feed off your buddy's energy. It's so great. I, yes. Um. And we've got little Maggie Moon crawling on the floor now. I know. I'm actually thinking Mike should come over Probably here. Probably a lot of wires. Because <clears throat> she's like going in this little hole that's under the desk. Oh, she she's trying one. to get a oh, – <laughs> under the desk also. Um, um, now, so we're looking for – I was interviewing for a part-time sitter. Yes. So I called her on the phone and she seemed like a really great fit. Uh, the next day she came over. And she said she wanted $5 more an hour than she said on the phone with me. First of all, it's crazy what people get paid today to babysit. Uh, In L.A., it's I mean, I just think about – and look, I know this is like anything else. Obviously, um, you know, prices change. Things get more expensive as time goes on. That happens. But, I mean, I think I made like $5 an hour when I was babysitting when I was a kid. And um, and now yeah. people make like 20, 20, I mean, at least here in L.A., 20 right. bucks an hour. And listen, I get a living wage. I mean, these are not these aren't kids babysitting. It's like their career. Right. But for for a part time sitter to s- tell me what her rate is over the phone and then to change it. What do you think happened? Why do you think she do you think she saw your house and was like, oh, these people can afford more? No. Or? But, you know, if you say what your rate is and then you just like change it within the day, that feels so dishonest. Yeah, and little Maggie's crying. I know it's been a long day. You know, it's been I mean, such a long it's... day. It's six o'clock. I was supposed to be home. I live an hour away. My husband. It's poor Maggie. This is, you know, I, I think this is a good thing to talk about because this is the reality of life once you have kids, right? I mean, it's our wild it's, and crazy Saturday night right now. It, everything is. I know <laughs> exactly. It's it is. It's six o'clock on a Saturday night. We had a really long work week. Um, we're trying to, you know, fit in this podcast because it's really important to us to bring it, you know, to you guys every Wednesday. And sometimes uh, the stuff doesn't work out and we end up like finding some crazy place where we can record and um, we got to bring the kid along. And um, it's just that's just life. It's I think that's the thing you you learn the most when you become a parent is like it's time to get. It's time to improvise. Yeah. It's time to get really flexible. It's time to realize that you've just got to make things work however you can, the best and, way you can. And let things work, too. And let things work. I, yeah, I, that's Yes, that's a great way to look at it. Be, have a positive spin on, on letting things be you know, the way that they may. I mean, I'm really fortunate in that I can take Magnolia with me to work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I also feel like I don't know if that's the best thing. Is that the, you know, because... Do you feel that, torn? Like, I would have a hard time with my, like, my... My focus being pulled. Um, well, it's great because I have, you know, help. And so she's in my dressing room and I dart back in between scenes and, you know, can feed her or take care of Are her. Are you worrying about her. her while you're on set? No, thankfully not. I mean, I, I think that's a testament to, you know, uh, our nanny Jen right now. And um, we're actually just in the process of finding a, a new nanny to help us out. And, and you know, I um, I was not – I did not have nannies growing up. Mm-hmm. Um and so that that has been an interesting uh, struggle for me just in that like i find myself sometimes worrying i i had a um an incident happen with a, a very famous person 
um, who I was around with um, their child. And the child fell at one point and hurt themselves and ran to the nanny and not to the mom. And that was that was I was not I was not even close to being a mom yet. But it was it made me sick because I thought if I am going to continue doing this job, if I'm going to continue to be an actress and work, there are going to I'm going to have to have help. Mm -hmm. I can't do both. Um, and, And I just I remember that time thinking, like, how do you prevent it from getting to the place where your child is looking more to the nanny than they are to you. It could have just been that instance too. Like it's so funny because right now I want to like defend the mom and be like she probably had like a really like close connection with the child potentially and and it's just because they were in public like the kid went to the nanny. I mean I feel like sometimes it wasn't in public. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't it oh, wasn't in public. Yeah. And and um yeah, and, no, and in this situation, you know, you know what's in this situation, I can say right. that it was the case of like the child had been around the nanny yes, more than they had course. around the parent, and so um, yeah, because you're right. I mean, because you, I'm always like, because Sabrina will run to her daddy, and I'm like, no, but she really does love me, everybody, but she like pushes me away when she's with yeah. him, <laughs> so that looks like shit. <laughs> but but I hear what you're saying, and that is like you want to have that connection with your child, and it's very difficult when when there is a nanny figure. Um, so another caregiver that your child relies on. Well, and I also wonder, like, I just don't know, like, it's so hard because you're not inside the brain of your child. You don't know, right. like, what do they think? What? Do, who do they think this person is? I mean, I don't think that there's, like, I don't think kids come into the world with a set idea of I have a mom and a dad or I have a mom and a mom or I have a dad and a dad. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I think too much about things in general. So it makes sense that I would think too much about my Mm -hmm. life with my child. But I feel like it's a constant kind of internal struggle of thinking about, um, you know, am I making sure that I that she is my priority? And I Mm -hmm. and I do think when I'm honest with myself, I clearly she is. I mean, clearly she comes before everything else. Um, But, you know, that that brings up another interesting thing, which is that uh, you know, I someone was saying to me, or I read somewhere that the most important gift that you can give to your child is to have an amazing relationship with your spouse or your, your significant yeah. other. People talk about how they they put their spouse first, child second, and that that really works for them because it means that they've got a strong foundation in which to raise their children, and they know that their children will be good as long as their relationship with their spouse is strong. And like also, like what does that really mean? Like what does it mean to say I put so and so first and I put this person second? I mean, it's not like we're talking about being on a boat and you know who, who, gets, who, gets, in who gets in the life raft. I mean, in life, because it's like, no, but who you put your focus on, right? So, but I, but I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that the focus is so specifically pointed that it can't be on both. Yeah. Well, you're also in your second year of marriage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, to I, get back to the – wait. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go no, first. Go ahead. I'm going to do go, like go. A, a classic left turn. Yeah, do it. Um, to go back to this, the part-time sitter that I interviewed who is, you know, decided she wanted f- five more dollars an hour. I went to my – I had a therapy session scheduled anyway, and then I ended up using my therapy session to, like, craft the text of what I was going to say to this woman um, because I felt so bad 
just saying it wasn't my therapist was like just say it's not a good fit say thank you so much it's not a good fit and I was like saying it's not a good fit that feels so harsh I mean now that it's been a week it doesn't feel that harsh at all because it wasn't a good fit right but but to even say that felt tricky to me like I didn't want to hurt her feelings uh, or I I I didn't want... But, but Ellie, she didn't think about your feelings when she asked I know. about the, the raise I know. when she had told you. You know, I mean... Exactly. I, I get you because I do the same thing and I worry about people's feelings. But I, we, we got to... I mean, you're not a mean person. You're, you're not a... Um, you're not a superficial person. You're, you're a practical person, but you're a caring person. And so you're not... You know, you're not you don't need to protect everybody from right. These um, strangers from the like, from like the, a person I met once from the truth either. Yeah, it's the truth. You know, so what yeah. did you end up? Did you end up sending that to her? Yeah. Yeah. And what it was the response? It was um, something like, no worries. Thanks so much. A few exclamation points. <laughs> and then I wanted to text again, like, well, but maybe we can be friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's hard it's, for me. It's hard out there for a pimp, Ellie. It is hard out there for a pimp. As Mike just like, what? Is, <laughs> he's laughing so hard. This is why Mike is usually not invited to oversee our podcast. But unfortunately, we didn't have any other choice. And no. he so graciously has helped us out today. So well, luckily, the interview part with Claire Coffey um, was recorded earlier when we were caffeinated at least I was, um, and now we're just yeah. It's gonna be like two, it's gonna be oh so clearly two different podcasts. Um, <laughs> hey, and it's uh, all real. It's it is all real. I the think ups we, and the downs. We need to get home to our family. Oh my god, I'm five. I'm literally gonna we, be 45 minutes late to Adam and Sabrina well, right now. Listen, I appreciate you coming. Got to make it before bedtime. Adam, we're sorry, and Sabrina, we're sorry. But really quick, my mom session yes. is. Um, I want to say Amazon because you can go on, you can look at things, and you you get the reviews. For me, I I have found more uh, things to buy based on people's reviews on Amazon. Yeah. I feel like people are and and if you're a mom, you get Amazon for uh, Prime for free for a year, and that's like free shipping. Um, we're not getting paid to say any of this, but Amazon, if you want to be a sponsor, we'd love to have you. Uh, my uh, mom bomb mom bomb is it, it goes. I had mentioned yes, please before with Amy Poehler um, and this is her quote I say sorry a lot but this doesn't mean I'm a pushover it doesn't mean I am afraid of conflict or don't know how to stand up for myself I'm getting to a place right in the middle where I feel good about exactly how much I'm apologizing <laughs> Maggie it takes years as a woman to unlearn what you've been taught to feel sorry for it takes years to find your voice and seize your real estate I am still learning to find the right balance. Sometimes I go too far the other way. So, Atomic Moms out there, let's seize our real estate. Love you. Trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, and rock rock on, on, Atomic Atomic Moms. Moms. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Slicing, I've been friends with her for 10 years, 
one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.